The official Fosse-pocalypse concludes with part two of our episode on all that jazz. Fosse, Fosse, Fosse! Now, you know who was originally cast in the Roy Scheider role, right? Mm. Uh, I think you you mentioned it. I've heard. No, I did not. Oh, okay, then I don't know. I mean, the studio wanted like Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty's response was, "Could he live at the end instead?" <laughs> yeah, not Warren Beatty. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were going through everybody. He cast Richard Dreyfus. Wow. Because he really liked the manic energy of him, and okay. Richard Dreyfus was a big star at this point. Sure. After Close Encounters, he loved him in Close Encounters. And, and this is about the same time as Goodbye Girl? Yeah, it was right after so Goodbye Girl. I could Girl. see kind of the energy he had in Goodbye Girl working. Yeah, um, but then as they got into rehearsals, um, Fosse got scared of the big star, right? He's going to threaten my authority. Right. <laughs> and Dreyfus chickened out on having to dance. Uh. Like, I can't pull this off. There's no way I'm going to be able to pull this off. And Dreyfus eventually, like, Fosse was like, he wants off the movie. I want him off the movie. We have to do something. And no, we got a contract. What are we going to do? Like, you can't just do that. Um, and then Dreyfus and Roy Scheider had dinner because, of course, they were friends because of Jaws. Richard, Roy Scheider read the script and was like, I fucking want this part. And, like... His agent was Fosse's agent. He talked to his agent like, I want the part. Like, give me the part. And Fosse's like, no, you're not right. You're not right. You're not right. Until finally, um, I don't remember if he, like, sent him letters or a tape where he's like, look, I did tons of theater in Summerstock and shit. Like, I, I do actually know shit. I want the part. So eventually they met. And then Roy Scheider kind of, they spent a week together, and by the end of it, Fosse's like, yeah. And then Roy Scheider started following him around as he worked and auditioned, and dancers would say, and was in rehearsals for things, dancers would say, it was so weird to look over and see two, two Fosse's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess the, the energy, like Dreyfus' energy would be on point, but yeah, I think that Roy Scheider looks so Just much. The physicality yeah, and everything. He's also the part more. skinnier in this than I think I've ever seen him. He's like real, real thin. Yeah. Um, which Fosse was always, you know. Very real thin. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, and he definitely just looks like him. Yeah. Well, it's not even that he look looks like him. He just gets him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't go, oh, Roy Scheider, he looks like Fosse, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you put him in this movie, and you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. fucking about Fosse. Yeah, that's more I think, like, the any other time, like, the, phys- the physical appearance wouldn't be similar, but he just embodies it so well that it's like he just appears more like him. That's Yeah, yeah it was, that's interesting. I, would, I, I don't know. If I, but it's also, like, Dreyfus was afraid of dancing, but I feel like there wasn't a... Well, but I mean... How much are, ended yeah. up in the movie? That's true. After I was the say, edit. like we don't see a lot of it, but because Roy Scheider did rehearse for weeks yeah. and actually hurt himself on that baseball slide that, that did make the shot, mm-hmm. um, he did hurt his his leg very badly and danced through it as all dancers do. So good on you, Roy. Yeah. Um, Dreyfus did say later that he really regretted chickening. Like, well, he didn't say chickening out, but he regretted that he didn't work with Bob Fosse. Well, and I think one of the things like you may not see. 
a lot of the dancing on screen, but you get... I think it pays off that he did all of that work, like, for dancing and stuff, because there's going back to kind of um, what's going to lead us into talking about the daughter and, and Anne Ryan King thing. The first scene that's really good is the one with him and his daughter dancing. That was the first scene Roy Scheider shot. It's wow, amazing. Okay. It's really good and it it's really, really sweet. Yeah. And it gives you, like, this, hey, you know what? He he may be a shitty dad, but, like, he cares. Yeah. He, <laughs> Nicole was the one love of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wasn't... He's not, in, he doesn't know how to be a dad, but, like... He wants to. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly he really loves wants her, it. and he's he like, and he's warm, and he's he's really generous with her. Yeah. Except when he's like, "No, I got to work tonight." And then I know. Go, I promised. I gotta go bang this dancer. Yeah. Like, I, I promised, but what am I gonna do? Um, yeah. Fosse auditioned the girls, all mm-hmm. these little girls, and what he would do is he told the girls, "Run and jump into my arms." That was the first thing, and if they did not do it, they were cut immediately because he needed them to trust him. Yeah, like that. So, and then he found this little girl who is great. Oh yeah, she's adorable. And her dancing, her damn, really she's good. on point. Like yeah, a great, ton yeah. at the end there, doing some really amazing point <laughs> shit too. I'm like, God, what yeah. is that even happening there? But yeah, they're they're doing. We'll get to her in the weird dream sequence because that part's amazing. <laughs> and but. when when he's when they're. What he's doing is he's using her because she's light enough for him to move around to like try out different poses and see what it looks like in the mirror. And this is the evening they're spending together until he's like, oh, shit, I got to get you back to your mom. Come on, get down. And she's like, no, I want to stay. So she just locked. <laughs> he's got her picked up and she just locks her leg. And he's like, let go. Let go. We got to go. Like wrapped around. Yeah. His waist. Yeah. She has her legs wrapped around behind him with her back to his stomach. Yeah. Uh, and it's. It's so great. He's got his arms around her waist, and he's just like, uh, here we go. <laughs> and he's like, unlock your legs. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic kid thing to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that relationship. And then what's important is the movie, the stand-up, is going to have its first screening. And, of course, right right as they're showing it for the last time, he's like, do I have time to do a couple more tweaks? No, not and get it to the theater in time for the screening tonight. Oh, God, just tell him it's a rough cut. Tell him I'm, it's a temporary. Just, it's not, it's not my fault. Just, oh, God, okay, we're meeting back here Monday to do another cut. They're just like, Jesus fucking Christ, no. And, and well, aren't you coming? No, God. <laughs> No, I'm not coming I to this. I can't be group. there for that. Um, by the way, Fosse was late. When they filmed all that jazz for the producers, one of whom was Alan Ladd, Fosse was late to the screening because he had to go throw up. Because <laughs> he was, after what he, how the cast reacted, and then he's going to show it to yeah. the producers who are going right. to, by the way, this is the film you're going to distribute. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Yeah. Um, Alan Ladd loved it. He said well, it was. Good. He thought Fosse was a fucking genius, yeah. and that this was one of the best films he'd ever seen. Like, and Alan Ladd saved their bacon because they went so over budget that basic Fox was like, "No more money," and they hadn't shot the finale yet. <laughs> oh, like, you mean like the linchpin of the whole movie? <laughs> they hadn't shot it yet. Like, no more money. You guys have gone so fucking over. No, you got to figure out how to put an end on it now. That's not a cheap finale. Nope. And so, yeah, um, like, Jesus. All, it looks like all of the money went to that. The producer said, Bob, 
We're going to play some Russian roulette here. I need you to be willing to walk away from this movie if I can't get the funding. And Fosse was like, okay. Because honestly, if he can't get the ending, he can't. He doesn't finish. have a movie. Yeah, there's yeah. just a movie there. So he, this, the, his producer went over to, to Alan Ladd. I forget which company that was, Columbia. And went over to Alan Ladd and was like, and, and oh, and he said, put me together an hour reel. Like, cut together an hour. Mm. Took it over, and Alan Ladd was like, well, I fucking loved Cabaret. I liked Sweet Charity. Um, I like what you're showing me. Yeah, I'm going to give you the money you need. Nice. And so we went back to Fox. It was like, they're going to give us the money, so screw you. Until Fox was like, wait, hold up. Hold up. Can we split the rights? (laughs) How about we split it? So that's what they did. They flipped a coin on who got domestic and who got foreign distribution rights, and Alan Ladd got the domestic. So when he showed it to him... Which at the time was probably the one you wanted, I yeah. think. Like, it's not like yeah. now where it's all about, like, the overseas take. Yeah, but... Like, so, I don't picture this being big in China. <laughs> yeah, well, 79, Alan yeah. won the toss and picked domestic, so that must have been the better deal. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a little bit... Of, I love the that's idea great, of, yeah. of, like, the producer just being like... We're going to play it because we're going to play this fast and loose. We're going to tell Fox, fuck you, you don't get the film. I'm going to go somewhere else. But we got to find somebody else who's yeah. willing to take it. And if we don't, we're screwed. It's great in theory, but yeah. So, it's really funny. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, so Fosse's convinced it bo- it's going to bomb. But then he's getting phone calls the next morning. Everybody loved it at the screening. And so Anne Reinking and his daughter have prepared him a little... A little di- dinner and a little celebratory. A little pick-me-up dance for the f- for what Fosse is convinced should have been a flop. Yeah, so they, they're they in, like, their flat-type thing. Oh, for his apartment. Yeah. It's like a two-story apartment. and uh, A loft. You'd call it a loft. loft. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> and Anne Ryan King and the, and the daughter go up on the second floor at the balcony, or the... The lofty balcony area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bannister is what I was looking for, like the, the railing there. And there's a big pillar in the middle. And you just see their arms reach out in these top hats. And he's like, where did you get those hats? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it then just like this really, really adorable number starts between the two of them. Because I liked that the beginning of it is a little fucked up. Um, that like they mess it up because they're trying to they start going down the stairs like oh shit we're supposed to be down there now <laughs> yeah and they say like, at the top of the stairs like we haven't we haven't practiced this yet <laughs> it's fine it's fine keep going like so this is clearly something they've just been goofing and putting yeah, yeah, together yeah. and it's to everything and old is new again yeah loves it like that's what I really like about it is it just he played uh, Roy Shaw plays like, it so well that he's it, just yeah. like this is really sweet like. He doesn't let the choreographer part of his brain take over. He lets the, like, actual human being that's like, these people are doing this thing for me, and I love these people, and, like, this means a lot to me. And it's those moments peppered throughout. Like, when people, when I read people's reactions of, like, God, he's a monster. Like, he's mean, and he's awful. And, and I'm like, I don't... That's not all of him. Like, because that, that moment there, that is... That is the person that everybody kept falling in love with. Yeah. And he showed that often enough to enough people that, my God, people loved this man. Mm-hmm. They would literally break their bodies for him. And it wasn't because it was the famous Bob Fosse. It was because Bob Fosse would walk up and say, that was good. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and it's adorable, and they're cute little swoop. And and Ryan King's and Ryan legs. King has these insanely long yeah, legs, made of legs that are already like. I commented while we were watching it, like she already has insanely long legs. The scene, a lot of the dance sequence is shot from the ground, looking up at her. So she seems even taller than she already is. She has these bell bottoms on that just kind of swish every time she moves. And so you, there's a lot of focus on her legs, and they just they move in ways so you kind of go like, huh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep elongating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looks like a yeah, like a horse prancing. They're yeah. just so there's so much articulation. She was famous for her high kicks. They were called Thunderbolt Batmont um, because her legs were so long and they would go so high. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that and the way they like swoop down the stairs together, mm-hmm. and they tickle him at one point. Like that's a great shot. Uh, then, yeah, then the next number we get is the hallucination. So we get the first hallucination, which is just the three of them: uh, Nicole, Gwen, and Anne. This is the one that's like with the thing that's like draped down. Yeah, and he's. In the hospital bed, but also directing himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, It's like he's being the DP for his own film. Right. Because he, he keeps looking at Bob in the bed and going, so they, they do the take, and he yells, cut, and then he looks at Bob in the bed, and he goes, what do you think? Cut? Print? What do you want to do? No, we can't do it again. We don't have time. Print it. We're Print moving it. on. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> cut. You blew it. You were supposed to have a line there. He's got, yeah, he's like intubated, so all you hear is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the one where he's like, you don't have a line here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and it's the three of them, you better change your ways. Um, I bet you're going to miss me. Uh, each one of them basically gets a solo. First, the mm-hmm. Gwen analog gets a solo of you're going to miss me. You, you fucked me over and, and you know it. Uh, then all three of them do. You need to change your ways. You got to stop this. Then Anne gets, that's also Anne's solo as she's dancing. And then uh, Nicole gets a solo in a slinky gown and oh, way man. too much makeup. Yeah. And it's really playing up all of that. Yeah. You're going to miss me, Daddy. Uh, well, you're gonna miss your little girl when she's when you're gone, right? Um, so I saw. Oh, and who's sorry now with the fans? I almost forgot oh, about yes. that one. That's all part of it, yeah. Um, so I saw. I don't remember what the context was. It was probably some bullshit on Twitter that somebody posted a gif of that shot again, shot kind of from the ground up uh, of where Anne Ryan King first comes out in that number, and it has the like white sort of like. Uh, cloth behind them that's like backlit and everything and she's in the mo- the fossiest getup of all time like it's you know kind of just like a leotard and that's sparkly with a uh with a hat that's sparkly and doing very fossy moves and I didn't recognize it and I went it was sometime at this in this last week since we did uh Chicago and I went well that has to be from all that jazz because <laughs> it's the only one we haven't seen yet, and this is obviously a Bob Fosse thing. And so when that came on, I and I had completely forgotten about it until we until we got to that point in the movie, and I went, that's it. Okay, this all makes sense now. <laughs> well, that's the Fosseiest shit I've ever seen, so it must be from all that jazz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, and, and throughout that scene, like, they each get their own 
little you know piece of it, but I like how it also plays into like the hallucination and like the how much of it is real or not, and like even I feel like throughout each of their parts, they're kind of like swapping places a little bit, and like they're not like you know just interchangeable. Like they're very different people, and like each of their parts are are very unique. But like I like just how like it'll cut like see the scene will cut, and they'll be kind of. They'll be in each other's like places mm-hmm. on the screen, and it's just kind of a neat touch. And then sometimes he's talking to Anne, and then it cuts quick, and yeah. he's talking to the nurse instead. And or, yeah, like when they're, I mean, I guess this is before all of it, but they're like wheeling him into the surgery, and he like he looks, you know, to, to Gwen and says, you know, if, if I live or if I, if I die, I'm sorry for all the things I did to you, and then looks to, uh, Anne. Anne. And it's like, you know, if I if I that live, I'm really sorry good. for all the things I'm going to do to you. Yeah. But then it zooms out, like it cuts to like a shot of him being wheeled down the hallway and neither of them are there. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's yeah, what he I wanted like to say, not what he actually said, but it's like a neat little. Well, and the whole, that whole sequence starts with the clapper of hallucination, take mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the shots that we get of like the three doctors <laughs> where the, the one has the clapper and then the other two have like symbols or something. <laughs> one of them's they like, got tambourines. Yeah. Tambourines. That's, what, that's it is. what it is. Yeah, yeah. And they're like doing the percussion. It's it's like, just it's fucking stupid. I love, yeah, I love when it. When it so starts much. to go off the rails, it, it goes, it veers hard. Um, I also <laughs> oh, like the shots from the hospital bed while he's watching, like while they're doing. Yeah. Because they have like, um, I think it's when jumping a little bit ahead to where they have the, whatever the last part of that that number is, where it's all of the big swan fan things, uh-huh. and then they reveal that they've been hiding the hearse the whole time, and it's the three. Yeah. It's, um, you know, Anne Ryan King and Gwen and, and the daughter on top of the hearse singing, like, don't go and all of that. And then as the hearse starts to uh, drive off, it's shot like from the hospital bed and the hospital bed like pivots along with it. And it's just a really kind of jaw, like disorienting effect almost. Um, it's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, and there was the moment when they're trying to explain to him what, what is going on with his heart and they cut to his dream. Oh, the doctors. Yeah. They yeah. cut to his dream world where he's got Gwen like, and now this doctor, this doctor, <laughs> this doctor are going to do the, you know, this, this vaudeville act. And they all start talking at the same time. And then, then like, hacha. Yeah. <laughs> She's playing so big. Yeah. And, that, it, and it's great. It's, yeah. It's it was, delightful. It's very vaudevillian and very funny. So, um, so Fosse survives the the, the first operation, um, and it's during that first operation, right, where it's it's like the numbers are being intercut with like quick scenes of the of him actually being like cut open. Yeah, yeah. Does that happen there? I thought that happened during the insurance. Maybe it is. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that's happening. Whichever part because they're like just casually talking about like, oh, you can make money if he dies, and then they're like, gut rip his chest <laughs> yeah. open, and they're cutting to surgery footage. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and let's so Chicago, of course, had to pause for several months while he was in the hospital. He's in the <laughs> hospital, and eventually, like, oh, we can move him to a general room, but you have to rest. And so immediately, then all the parties that you get all yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the parties. Um, and they're like, fine, you need a fucking surgery. But while he's in the hospital, there's a recurring gag of 
Ben Vereen's character keeps doing these specials yes. on the TV, and he always has this patter that's the same because it's the same hokey showbiz patter of everybody. He's a great entertainer. He's a great, great humanitarian. humanitarian. And my friend for, for years. And so that gets set up twice that that's on the TV of this whatever this Ben Vereen character like emceeing whatever also he has amazing jackets yes and as always <laughs> really <laughs> tight, tight pants yeah, very tight pants <laughs> well, the first Ooh. one's that like real spangly jacket yeah and, that's and then all, the like, next one's like velvet. that red velvet one I was like oh that kind of kind of got better somehow <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's important because when we get to the finale of course Ben Vereen pops up as he's so fucking he's good like um what does he say? He's wor- like a so-so entertainer, not much of a humanitarian, and he ain't never been nobody's friend. Yeah, Joe Gideon. Uh, but so, so they have the surgery. He's recovering, and he's there with Gwen and a nurse. And while he's been <laughs> recovering, do, before this, I do like the because, uh, of course, he's partying and all, and like trying to grab the nurse's ass and. All of that, but the nurse that catches him smoking, and he's like, uh, I was just throwing this out. I found someone uh, that was smoking nearby, and like, I told them I should not be around any of this smoke. <laughs> yeah. He's, and that's, he's so full of shit, and it's hilarious. It's yeah. very full of shit. So while he's in the hospital, the reviews for Lenny come in, and they're good. Yes. And it's a line around the block. It's going to be a blockbuster. It's going to be great. And he's like, great. Do me a favor. Don't tell me the bad reviews. Um, but then they're watching TV, <laughs> and, and there's, a, pops up, yeah. there's a bad review. Um, and I did you catch that she talks about how great the actor's performance is? And this one specific monologue, and it's clearly the monologue we've seen over and over again, and how it's a great performance that overcomes Fosse's, you know, Fosse's editing that's just so showy and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, that had to have driven him crazy because he... That's the one. Because he's been obsessing over that. No, well, but it's also the one that's clearly... You're you're seeing the performance because Fosse made that performance happen. Right, right, right. With his editing. Um, so, and then that's when he has his second heart attack and he's like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. And this is true. This really did happen. Fossey, after his surgery, had another heart attack and he's like, I'm having a heart attack. That's impossible, says the nurse. And he's like, no, it's not. Played by a very young CCH pounder. And, (laughs) and there's a great moment in the movie where Leland Palmer, the Gwen analog after like, yeah, he's having a heart attack and yeah, we got to go solve this problem and blah 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 and she and the nurse is like here's the address to send me my check for my payment and Quinn just grabs a book and smacks her like you bitch he told you he was having a heart attack and you fucking didn't do anything yeah um oh so I read this for the close up when he's having his heart attack all of those Bama lick sounds are getting picked up by the mic (laughs) Roy asked what it felt like to have a heart attack and uh, Fosse said it felt like a huge unbearable weight on his chest so for those shots Fosse knelt on Roy Scheider's chest (laughs) 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 so the look of pain on his face is Bob Fosse is kneeling on his chest he's like oh god oh it doesn't feel good this is a lot of pain oh Bob you're such a jerk um, but that means we go into the finale. 
Um, before we get to that, so who is John Lithgow a stand-in for? Yeah, Michael was, Bennett, the director oh, of Horror 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 That's right. That's what I figured. Gotcha. I just okay. I, that was a little unclear on that one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. But I was There's, trying to figure out. He's very clearly like. Right, yeah. Oh God! So they're in uh, one <laughs> quick thing to talk about with that. They're in this scene and they're talking about like if if Fosse dies, like what they're going to do, and like would he be willing to take over the role or take over like finish directing the movie and all that, and like having this conversation. And this woman walks up and she's like, "I'm I'm an actor, and I have to tell you." Like, she recognizes him, and she's like, asks for his autograph. She's like, I have to tell you, you're my second favorite director behind Bob Fosse. Uh, Joe, Joe Gideon. Joe Gideon. And you just see his face, like, he immediately turns and just, like, scrubs it. Like, well, then she doubles them. down, and she's like, I'm so sorry your show flopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was very obvious. I was like, someone, oh, this yeah. is just Fosse being an asshole. Yeah. Like, putting yes. in this scene just to be a dickhead. <laughs> yes. Especially, I'm so sorry your show was a flop. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, that reminded me, though, like, way earlier in the film, when, he, when I guess, when Katie is, like, when he's in bed with Katie. Mm-hmm. And then she calls, it's not, it's a different, it's like Michael Graham or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Michael Bennett because she had said the show wants me to go on tour. And I'm like, I think she's in a chorus line at this point. That would be Michael Bennett calling. Oh, no, it's just Michael from her dance class. Yeah. Yeah. But it just seemed like. It's a very tall name. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed like like it's it's Michael Graham. It was like another. Is he he tall? Is he tall? It's a tall name. He's tall. He's tall. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, fine. I, you know what? Don't go on tour. Um, try a different reading. I love that energy. That's really yeah. good. What does he come back? He comes back like, like softer and with feeling. Yeah, yeah. Don't go. Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then he takes a cigarette out and he's like, wait, hold on. Please. And then she like leaps into his yeah. arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get to the finale. Yeah, we do. Um... Does it start with Ben Vereen? Yep. That's where he starts with, you know... The so-so. Yeah, yeah, So-so entertainer. Oh, that's right, because it's actually really cool how they do it to, to kind of push you back into this world so that you know that we're... Because we've seen the, the Ben Vereen thing twice now, and so the way that they kind of meld that with his, like, fantasy land in his brain is... It's uh, Fosse on, like, the table, and the heart monitor is playing, and they're showing the heart monitor, and then, oh, like, kind of behind uh, the, like, blips of the heart monitor is where Ben Vereen, like, fades in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really well done, and then he gives that speech that you mentioned where he's like, nobody's ever called him his friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's going to do his final performance. And there's this... Elaborate set. It's a seven-minute scene. Took him two weeks to film. <sighs> I believe. I, yeah, I definitely believe that. Yeah, he had, and he had been rehearsing it with two different dancers because that was Anne and his his actual dance assistant and assistant choreographer Catherine Doby. That was the other dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he had in the the in the weird bodysuits, the heart, <laughs> the veiny bodysuits. Yeah, those are so weird. Right. They're meant to be both sides of the heart. Oh, no, I got that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
he had two different dancers doing it, but the da- the dancers weren't clicking together. And he kept talking to Catherine Doby, and it was supposed to be they were supposed to start shooting the next the next day. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, I mean, do you want to do you want to cut him? Do you want to recast him? What do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, maybe it'll work. And he called her in the middle of the night. And he's like, Nope, we got to replace him. <laughs> you and Anne, get Anne on the phone. <laughs> and so they delayed shooting for a week while they learned the dance and. <laughs> of course. Of course, like you do. And, Bob Fosse. And we get I've been I've been a little worried the whole time that we weren't gonna get any dancing from, from Ben Vereen. That I was like I don't know why you were worried. I don't know why either, but like <laughs> all he's doing is he's like quick things. I was like, oh maybe it's just a small thing that's like this is my friend and a really good talent and I'm just gonna put him in in this bit role. And then he gets the best moment in the movie, of course, <laughs> um, which is just this whole fucking weird. It's just Ben Vereen doing Fosse shit. Like, uh-huh. there's the part where there. This is the one that I kind of laughed because it's so good. Where it's him between the two women, uh-huh. and they're kind of like shuffling backwards. They do this yeah. weird sort of like judder step thing, and like, oh, it's fucking great. No, when the song is "Bye Bye Life." Yes. Yeah. Bye Bye Love. Yes. And Roy Scheider's doing his own singing. Roy Scheider's doing his own dancing. The good news is they don't do a lot. Like, Roy Scheider's not bad at singing. Don't get me wrong. And what I find interesting is his voice is very similar to Fosse's voice. It's very light. Yeah. Yeah. And not powerful. Uh, and he's not, like, when he first started singing, I was like, oh, Roy Scheider's actually kind of good. Then Ben Vereen starts singing. And then, <laughs> oh. uh, everyone, like, the other people start singing to and go, Oh yeah, no. They fortunately he sings just a little bit. <laughs> and it's not that he's bad; it's that it's, ben he's Vereen's, with these amazing yeah. people. <laughs> ben Vereen's gonna start singing now, like, oh, just let Ben take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, you got this. You just and there's and this, Ben Vereen just keeps popping up in weird places. There's like the one shot where he's like under the arm <laughs> and like right by his belly, and he's just like. Hammond, like making real hammy faces. And yeah. Bye bye, your life goodbye. I bye bye, my life goodbye. And there's this rotating circle set that also raises up and it's down. It's like a, basically a scissor lift type thing. And there's yeah. a full audience watching, and they're in really odd makeup and costumes, yeah. but some of them are realistic. And, and there's the weird body things that are up on either yeah. side of the stage. And it's basically everybody from his life. It's younger him, it's the strippers, it's Gwen, it's Gwen, it's Anne and her. Anne new boyfriend it's his producers the the composer it's michael bennett which is played by john lithgow by the way having a fantastic time john lithgow had a great time doing this movie um <laughs> he's so young yeah, he looks this, too. Great like, this is one of his first i looked it up it's one of his first roles this is even before like terms of endearment like, like Baby. He's so young. He has brown hair. Like that. I think it's the only time I've ever seen him with like color in his hair. Yeah, um, he's one of those like Steve Martin that just like came out of the womb with gray hair. So it's yeah. classic Fosse in that it's a dance trio because it's mm-hmm. the two right. bodysuit ladies and Ben yeah. and Ben doing most of the heavy lifting with um, Roy Scheider, mostly just posing. Yes. Behind, above, or near them. Uh, In a costume. (laughs) Oh, Roy Scheider's is great. It's got black leather spats in place of of Fosse's usual... Usually he either wore dance boots 
Um, sometimes it was leg warmers, but often what you thought were leg warmers were actually his knee pads that he would shove down around his ankles um, when he didn't need them. And then when he'd need to go out and start demonstrating something, he'd pull his knee pads up so that he could, you know, demonstrate without killing his knees. Um, so he's got these black spats. He's got these tight black pants that have pinstripes of sequins running down <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Yes, they do. And then he's got a full-on sequined black like not it's not a polo because it buttons all the way down but it's short sleeve and it's lined with silver sequins on the yeah. inside and at the and cup. it's unbuttoned down to the like all the bottom of the buttons, chest yeah. basically and there's a silver bit of makeup right in the center of his chest where his his scar, his from, scar his, from his heart surgery w- would be and and he looks fantastic he yeah Roy Scheider looks very good in the number. He did, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're singing Bye Bye Life, and they and it keeps getting bigger and smaller and then bigger, and th- there's interactions, and there's all these shots of the band, and it's crazy. It's but, really crazy. It's... It always stops right before it's too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just keeps going to that point where you're yeah. almost like, is this, this might, and then it like dials it back a little bit and kind of gives you a, a little bit of room to breathe. Then it cranks it back up again. And it's, it's really, really good uh, with that. Um, so, uh, and then at the end, there's the sort of steady cam dolly shot as he's slowly approaching death. In an amazing costume, like this, the well, draping white flowingness yeah. of it. It's like, oh, that's an angel, except I didn't actually make it look like an angel. I'm always a fan of anybody that uses that kind of dolly shot of, like, oh, yeah. whenever it's the actor on the dolly with the can right here. And everything is going by so I love, smoothly. I don't know what it is that I love about that, but it, you use that shot in a movie, and I'm just going to be like... I love your movie. <laughs> and, of course, because we've gone all the way down, and now it's just him like, bye-bye, my life, goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And he's slowly wheeling toward it, and then literally in the middle of a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Body bag. <laughs> yep. Cut to yeah. zipping up a Dead body, body bag. in a bag. The end. I think I just went, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's... How, yeah. else, how else would he yeah. end it? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I hadn't given much thought to how the movie was going to end, but I think I would have been surprised if it had ended literally any other way. <laughs> there was a different ending planned. Really? The original ending that, again, they ran out of money. Even with the extra money, they just, like, nope, because it was going to be huge. The original ending was exactly what you saw, and then we would cut to opening night of the musical that he had been rehearsing, the name of that fake musical is New York to L.A. Mm-hmm. And it's a hit, and Michael Bennett is getting all the credit for saving the show. <laughs> okay, that's also a very false thing. That makes sense. Right? Like, yeah. like, you can see why, like, of course that's what he fucking wanted to do. But this is so good, just like this. Yeah. It's just done. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and I love how abrupt it is. Like you said, like, it's in the middle of a phrase like it's not like fade to or like cut or, or anything or it's just like just, just like uh, what you're not like you're just not expecting it it's it's that same jarring sort of thing that we get at the end of cabaret where yeah. like the nazis are in focus 
uh, where it's just like it goes from one thing to like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's how <laughs> it's going to end it, of course. And yeah. it's, it's also dead silent. Uh-huh. Uh, much like the end of Cabaret where it's oh. just, you just kind of. But how does it really end? Because <laughs> it's silent and they zip the body bag and then what comes blasting for the, for the credits? Oh, that's right. It's the uh, Ethel Merman. Um, no business like no show business. No business like show business. That's right. Like, dead silence, zip up the body bag, linger for a second, and then, there's no business <laughs> like show business. You're like, oh, my God, Fosse. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, so, do you remember when there's a point in the finale where uh, Joe Gideon goes rushing up to shake everybody's hands? As so, like, the back? Yeah, so yeah. All through the audience yeah, to, like, yeah. greet them and hug them and say yeah. and and everything. They were shooting that. They'd shot it several times. And Fosse looked at Roy Scheider and was like, I bet that feels good, doesn't it? And Roy's like, yeah. <laughs> you should do it. You should. Yeah. Bob, you should do it. You should experience that. No, no. No, just do it. Do it. And so... They ran through that whole sequence with Bob being the one to run up and shake everybody's hands and get the hugs and thank you for being here and like and all of that. And Bob was like, that was kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how fucking meta is that? Yeah. Right. Right? That's a little, <laughs> hmm, a little on the nose there. Okay, so uh, all that jazz was nominated for, so Fosse thought nobody was going to like it, especially after he showed his cast. And everybody yeah. was like, what? But the producers loved it. And then he did not have any expectation, but it got nine Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Best Screenplay, Best Actor for Roy Scheider, and Best Cinematography. Those were all nominations. It won for, like, art direction, costume, uh, editing, and uh, score. I also read it was the last musical nominated for Best Picture until Beauty and the Beast in 91. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, so here's a movie that Fosse was convinced everybody was going to hate because it's, oh, it's Bob Fosse on an ego trip. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but it got Kramer versus, that was the year of Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, yeah, and which then, was just a fucking freight train. Yeah, like, good luck anybody else noticing your, right. your movie. So they took it to the Cannes Film Festival it got a standing ovation, mm-hmm. but then Fosse left before the awards because, well, he'd already failed once. He wasn't going to stick around to fail again. And it got the Palme d'Or. It tied with Kurosawa <laughs> and Fosse. They had to call him. Everybody's like, oh, that fucking sore loser, Bob Fosse, left. But then, like, he won the award. <laughs> ah, Bob, you crazy kid. So I found a good quote, mm-hmm. which was, that all that jazz is a 100% accurate rendering of about 70% of Bob Fosse. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty fitting. Actually, 70 seems high. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think 70% yeah, no, no, seems but pretty the, accurate. The 30% that gets left out is the part that's the inner, the truly inner sweet right. Bob. Yeah. The, the, the part that he thought was weak. Yeah. So, um, and also it doesn't really, Joe Gideon doesn't really have the, like he, he jokes about it, but he doesn't really have the guilt and shame 
the really like was the center of Bob Fosse. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Reactions. I did enough talking. It's time for you two to talk a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What little I, reactions? <laughs> what little I knew going in um, was correct. I mean, it was semi autobiographical, but I mean, it, it was it was a fully autobiographical. It was just told in a very large, <laughs> larger than life, surreal way, <laughs> right. and only Fosse could have done it as such. Um, no, I think I mean I, I, I like we said at the beginning. I don't know what I would have thought going into this without the like the knowledge of all of what came before it. Maybe I mean I'm you know I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it still just for the spectacle, but like being able to kind of piece it all together and like know what like the the you know like the subtext of all it was definitely helped. So for sure, yeah, I agree. I I think. I'm really curious what it would have been like to see it without having known any of this, but also I'm really glad that we got to see kind of what all went into all this and get to kind of, got to kind of know who Fosse was so that we could see like, yeah, I mean, this is, this has got to be a fucking scary movie to make because like you really are just being like, here's everything that's kind of shitty about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's all of, like, my insecurities is out here on film. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, that was also what Fosse would do is be like, I'm terrible. So that people would reassure him, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're, you're great. Right. Um, like I said, I saw this before I actually knew all of Fosse's work. And so it was weird for me as I got more knowledgeable about Fosse to be, wait a minute, this was in all that jazz. I remember... <laughs> That all that jazz must have been about. Yeah, he was referencing Pippin with that whole like mm-hmm. orgy dance. Yeah. Oh, with the dance fucking. <laughs> the dance fucking. Mm, I think it's just fucking. Like yeah. some of what they were doing is like, boy, that's not subtle at all. <laughs> right. And the producers, oh, they're taking their clothes, clothes off. off. Yeah, oh. I guess we lost the family audience. Yeah. <laughs> Which they really were trying for with Pippin. Like, no, it'll be good family entertainment. <laughs> Ooh, Fosse. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, Fosse, Fosse. So normally we say, like, what our favorite number was, but... There's really only, like, a couple, though. Uh, there's one, two, three. Mm, one, two, three, four. four. Yeah. Like, I'd count the opening and um, From the duet. From New York, or whatever um, it's called. And New then Italy. the duet with Nicole. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, the well, there's the, two the two finales. Yeah, so yeah. five. The erotica. Yeah. And then hallucination and then finale. Mm-hmm. So, but the finale. I mean, the finale's the best. I mean, <laughs> that or erotica. Just yeah. Because, like, <laughs> Yeah. Or I I mean, yeah, I don't know. Right? I think I'd do the first half, the take off with us. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the erotica sequence, but I love the cheekiness of the take off with us, and it's and it's got (laughs) all of that great Fosse chorus like choreography that Mm -hmm. he did. Um, And that's another sequence where I wish. I wish to God there was footage of just, I would like to see what they're doing yeah, without like the Fosse. And I, and I appreciate your editing Fosse and it does, it makes it look great, but I also am enough of, I just would like to see the dancers. Right. I also want to see this whole musical that they're doing. Like. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and that's another scene we glossed over is when they do the table read and everybody's laughing and Fosse is just like, oh my God, this is the most hokey bullshit ever. Yeah. Yeah. And what's weird is that the Gwen analog is also like, this is terrible. Because of course they're in sync. So the two of them are looking at each other like, oh God. And everybody else is like, ha ha, this is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, and there was also when they first hear the song... And they're laughing and, to each and other. Gwen and yeah. Bob are laughing to each other, like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and like, "Oh, it's so bouncy and catchy." And Gwen mouths to Bob, "Bouncy, <laughs> yeah, catchy." <laughs> and he mouths back, "Bouncy, catchy." Yeah. Like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I love this movie. I can't watch it that often, though. Nope. Oh yeah, I know for sure. It's not healthy. Wouldn't be good for you. <laughs> Wouldn't be good for you. Nope. Nope. So uh, this concludes yeah, we, the official Fosse apocalypse. We survived the Fosse apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um For bonus points, you could watch Star Eighty, which is again a very good film, uh, uh, but also very tough to watch. It's about the murder of a playboy, a playboy playmate. Huh. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, but it's got Eric Roberts and Marielle Hemingway in it. Oh, hmm. nice! I like them. Yeah, the name is familiar, but I know nothing about it. Like. Yeah. No, I've definitely never seen it, so. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, so you could do that. We're gonna have a couple of bonus rounds that I'm gonna I'm gonna show these guys. Uh, we're gonna do the filmed videotaping of the Broadway show Fosse, which was the dance review that was all of his the, whole like all of his oeuvre as much as possible, curated by Gwen and Anne. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then possibly a second bonus round of burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, um... I've seen that, and I have, you haven't, yeah. No. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, let's see, what do we usually say right now? Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Yep. <laughs> do the, do those things. We're, we're now we're now through the Fosse apocalypse, so we do need to hear suggestions and <laughs> yeah. What we, do we, we will actually have to go back to you know not Fosse things. Yeah, help us out here. What do we do? Yeah, we've had like the last what comes like next three months planned already. So like we have to start. What do we do now? <laughs> what do you do after Fosse? I don't know. How do you live without Fosse? Fosse was embarrassed he was still alive by the time all that jazz came out. He's like, I expected to be dead now. I don't even know what to do. I made a movie about dying, and here I am. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, talk to us. Let us know what we should do. And in the meantime, we will talk to you next week because I have been one of your hosts, Wendy, joined by... I'm Benny. And I'm Mike. Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Watch out. A Real Education the Musical can be found on iTunes, Blueberry, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook at Real Education Musical, on Twitter at Real Edu Musical, that's R-E-E-L-E-D-U, or check out our website at realeducationmusical.com. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education.